0: Welcome to the AI Chat Podcast. I'm your host, Jaden Schaefer. Every day I break down AI news, interview guests, and explain the implications of AI in your life and business. Make sure that you go to AIbox.ai, link in the show notes, to join the waitlist for our new AI platform. We're going to be launching an incredible platform that allows you to build anything you want with workflows um, in AI. So you're able to chain together chat GPT, Today on the podcast, we are talking about a new startup called Sakana AI out of Japan that wants to build nature-inspired artificial intelligence. This was founded by former Google AI luminaries Leon Jones and David Ha, and Sakana AI essentially promises to uh, deliver a revolutionary approach to foundational AI models. So today on the podcast, we're going to be diving into what they are building and why we think that this is relatively important um, in the industry today. So, jones isn't new to revolutionary ideas he actually co-authored the 2017 groundbreaking google research paper attention is all you need it's kind of funny because i swear every single person that co-authored um that paper has gone on to found some of the biggest ai companies i'm not sure if i mean obviously they were like very ahead of their time and came up with a very interesting concept but i think beyond that just the brand name and the name recognition of that paper and how important it is made it really easy for all of them to go and you know get venture funding for their uh, their companies, right? If they were that early on that and were able to come up with that bit of revolutionary technology, they're obviously deeply ingrained in the space and poised to to do some really great things with research and tech. So it's kind of funny to see, or it's it's exciting to see all of these guys come out and uh, have really awesome AI companies. So Jones was working at Google for 12 years. He just left and he is now the CTO of Sakana AI. And on the other side, we have Ha, who is, you know, essentially is the CEO and he previously spearheaded Google's AI research initiatives in Japan. He also helmed research at AI uh, Upstart Stability AI. Both Jones and Ha are on a mission to conceive AI models rooted in the insight drawn from natural systems. Now, this is awesome. Both of these guys have a ton of experience at big AI um, companies making big AI plays. And so I'm here for it to see what they're going to be building. But essentially, uh, Sakana itself translates to fish in Japan. Um, and that is essentially what their philosophy is. So the Duo envisions AI models that, much like a school of fish, are individual units synchronizing seamlessly to operate as one unified entity, Um, drawing from the intelligence exhibited by nature and fundamentals such as evolution and emergence. They are committed to essentially devising AI solutions that are adaptable rather than static and inflexible. Now, one thing I do want to say about this, um, you know, like having the whole school the school of fish concept or whatever this isn't entirely new and it's not like oh my gosh these are the first people to do this i'm sure they're going to do a lot of really innovative things and i'll, I'll cover some more um things that they're doing here that's interesting but what i did want to bring up is that chat is actually doing this in a way um probably on not such a granular scale that they're about to go into but i do think this concept is really interesting um and so i think that they're actually in the right direction because essentially what was There was a bunch of leaks recently for model weights of ChatGPT and we were able to get a lot of insights into what they're doing. But essentially in that leak, we found out that ChatGPT is essentially segmented into 16 different professionals. And um, so it's like there's 16 mini models in ChatGPT. There's one model when you ask a question, it determines which of the 16 models could respond best. That's why sometimes I feel like when I ask questions in different ways, like the answer like is like really variably different um and i think it's because it it may have switched over to a new one of those like professionals or experts but anyways that's that's a theory i'm not 100% sure about in any case um that's exactly how chat is working they they essentially determine which of the 16 they have an expert that responds to you and they have it segmented out this i think could be the solution if you go a little bit further i'm hoping with chat gpt they go a little bit further uh, gpt 5 they go a little bit further um because this could be the solution to like ChatGPT not being good at math, where essentially, um, essentially, it can integrate multiple of these experts into one thing, right? So it's like it's going to have the logic and reasoning expert that's really good at math mixed with one that's good at like I don't know uh, English or something. Because sometimes it's tricky in a sense that uh, it feels like you're getting one of the experts and not the other right now. But in any case. Um, I think that could fix a lot of the problems, but it looks like that's exactly what Sakana is kind of aiming to do here. So I think this could be an antidote to the challenges like exorbitant costs and looming security threats posed by current AI models. Um, Models that consume mass amounts of data and computing resources like ChatGPT, are obviously incredibly expensive, and this also might be a way to cut down on those costs. So rather than merely expanding transformer models, Jones and Ha are aiming to kind of architect innovative leaner techniques, right? They're not gonna make these these models that cost millions and millions of dollars, although they may still cost millions of dollars. But you know, I think OpenAI spent like over five hundred and forty million dollars last year, something crazy. And so obviously they probably are gonna have that kind of arsenal of cash. So they're gonna be doing this lean, which I think is good. It's gonna use a lot less resources, um, making a lot of smaller models. So this will be interesting to see um, how this kind of leaner technique plays out. So without going into the nitty gritty, essentially they are building, uh, they're, they're looking at the possibility of smaller inca- interconnected models working in tandem, sort of like a flock of birds or school of fish to tackle challenges. This mythology uh, methodology really promises to be more sustainable and secure than models centralized around um, one massive data set. I also think this is a wise move if we're seeing a lot of lawsuits come out right now, right? New York Times is suing or looking at suing uh, OpenAI for using its, data a lot of other people would follow suit if they won and so imagine if you will where you have like you know a thousand mini ai models that are all using different data sets doing different things and if for some reason you have a massive lawsuit in one of these thousand ai models you could just remove that model um or though preferably you could figure out a way to just retrain it but after removing that thing from the data set you don't have to retrain the entire thing Um, it's really hard to extract one data set from uh, from like GBT, for example because you've already trained the whole thing and that was included but now it's like well we have a thousand so we just have to like retrain a thousandth of our model excluding that data set so I think in that regard too this also could be a really good play to kind of segment out the AI models into a lot of smaller kind of micro models if you will so I think this might be a good play in that regard Um, and I think that the decision essentially was to establish this company in tokyo which is really cool um not a lot of ai companies that are making headline news right now we're out of tokyo a lot of new york and san francisco so i like to see a little diversification in location here um while several former google ai um, employees have congregated to global ai epicenters like silicon valley jones and hall have charted a different path they say that tokyo with its robust technical backbone of educated professionals and thriving research um, holds some unique appeal. So this is one other thing that I will say that I I like about this move beyond just like, oh, it's a new place other than Silicon Valley. I really think that if we want to have a very global and robust and diverse um, AI ecosystem, we need to do this. We need to spread out. We can't just have everyone from everywhere around the world all congregate in Silicon Valley um, inside of what is sort of a, a tech think bubble where a lot of people all think the same there is so many different places around the world with so many different ways of thinking and I do think it's very healthy to uh have a lot of different perspective now I know most of my listeners are from California but I'm sure you guys uh you all see it too right there is a lot of people think the same way inside of their own bubbles and circles and so I think spreading it out gives you a lot of diversity which is really really powerful um and a great thing to see so I think that um the city is has a lot of uh, international expertise combined with its potential to hold to mold AI solutions for non Western contexts. I think that holds a lot of promise. Um, a lot of different Asian cultures have different ways of thinking or solving problems um, that has been you know traditionally really helpful in a global system of trade. And now I think it's going to be good to add this it is an AI layer here as well. So I think. Um, It's no secret that the AI domain is really saturated right now. There's a lot of companies coming into this space and playing in this. We have Google, Microsoft that are really kind of fighting companies and startups like Anthropic and Cohere and OpenAI and all that kind of stuff. But Jones and Hod discern a, um, or essentially they they see what they call a concerning trend, which is the overpowering commercial drive that could be dampening genuine innovation. So their ethos is to reignite the spirit of unbridled exploration. I know that's kind of generic so oh cool whatever i'm not going to put much credence in that until i actually you know see what they produce but in any case i think their unique trajectory of second ai really resonates with researchers who are looking for a shift from really i don't know commercial rigidity to something a little bit more exciting and interesting so regardless of if that tagline there actually means anything i think it does a good job in getting some of the top talent to want to work at your company so in that regard you know tip of the hat this is you got to do what you got to do. And I think that's a great move. So the company has already onboarded an academic scholar and is looking for more visionaries passionate about foundational research. Um, I think their journey is really about building something innovative. Um, You know, I think given its leadership's strong foundation and their innovative approach, I think it might be able to be a really big disruptor in the AI realm and introduce some foundational principles that you know, are going to shape the way a lot of things are happening in AI. If this approach that they are working on uh, proves to be true, I think we would see big companies like OpenAI and others follow suit and take more of this nature-based approach where essentially you're segmenting out your AIs into many, many um, micro AIs, and it's much, much more efficient and perhaps um, better protected against lawsuits and it actually gives better responses. So this is what we're going to be left to see as they continue developing.